Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, Savage Approach Personal Finance. This is George Grombacher, and the time is right. Welcome to our monthly book club, and welcome to our author, the strong and powerful Karen Cordaway. Karen, are you ready to do this? I am ready. Excellent. Let's do this. Karen is a former nationally syndicated personal finance writer. Her work has been featured in U.S. News, Clark Howard, The Huffington Post, Money Magazine, O Magazine, and many other outlets. She's the author of The Everyday Bucket List, 10 Steps to Bring More Exciting Experiences to Everyday Life. I'm excited to have you on. Karen, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and what motivated you to write the book. Well, I'm a mom of two, happily married in Connecticut, and I wrote the book because I felt like there was a void in the market. You always see people, um, when they're doing bucket list items, they're jumping out of airplanes and, (laughs) (laughs) you know, they're in exotic, faraway places, and I just wanted to write something for the average person. Um, that maybe can't do all those things or they don't necessarily want to do daredevil like stunts. Right. So, um, I wanted to provide something different. It's like, why do we need to wait till later in life to be doing the most (laughs) dangerous activities? I don't (laughs) don't know if that necessarily makes sense to me either. So I, 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 I appreciate that. So great. So what do you hope that the people get out of reading it? There's four things I want people to get out of it. I hope they feel they can incorporate more experiences into everyday life, both big and small. And like I said, not um, wait and put things off. And I wanna expand the definition and have a broader definition of what a bucket list item is. And I think there's a misconception that people think it has to cost a lot of money and it really doesn't. And my last thing is I want to give people permission to come up with their own ideas because I think they get a little stuck looking at social media and, um, you know, they might just hop on a trend and that's fine. But sometimes you have unique ideas that you just don't do for whatever reason. I think that that's such an important point right there and certainly something that we talk a lot about on this podcast is you know, whose, whose values are, are, are you really living? Whose experiences are you wanting to have? And, and at the, fundamentally, at the end of the day, you know, is it really your life that you're trying to pursue? And a lot of that is so influenced by outside um, uh, forces, social media. Exactly. Certainly being one of them. So I appreciate that very much. Um, so it seems clear to me, uh, but it's, it seems clear that, that you're wanting to, to help shift that paradigm, but just kind of walk me through what, what, what you're really trying to accomplish with, with the book. Well, once again, it's, it's kind of like a bucket list book for the rest of us. <laughs> you know, if someone's near retirement age, you know, they might not be jumping out of an airplane right. unless you're like former president Bush who did that, you know, I think into his eighties, but, um, yeah, to, to really start brainstorming. I listen to other personal finance podcasts, and I hear that there's people that don't even necessarily know what they want to do in retirement because they 
have been working so much that it's not really even a part of their life. Like they're kind of like out of touch with what they like to do. It's kind of like you want to start living the bucket list lifestyle now, if that makes sense. You don't want to crash into retirement and go, okay, what do I do? I have all this free time. Okay, maybe I want to golf. I want to hang out with my buddies or, you know, it's all of a sudden you have to come up with all of these ideas. That's that's one of the reasons. Um, but also to really enjoy every phase of your life. Like you shouldn't have to wait until your kids are grown or wait until um, vacation time or only for retirement, if that makes sense. No, I think it makes all sense in the world. So not only is it a function of, okay, you don't need to wait until you're 75 years old to become a black belt in karate. You don't need to you know, wait until you're older to whatever it might be, this whole idea of, and I think it is really important to maybe reframe this idea of bucket lists. Um, so no, I, I appreciate that very much. Um, so from one thing I, I like to ask people on, on the show is what really are, are, are the habits that, that you're hoping to break, that you're hoping to build. And it sounds to me like a big one is, is, is that of let's stop thinking that this is going to be some abstract thing way off in the future and maybe start doing it now. Exactly. So I want people to break the habit of not focusing, you know, a lack of focus. I feel like in modern times, people are all over the place, whether they mean to be or not. And something that is a priority should stay a priority because you can get a notification on your phone or on your email that really isn't something you plan on doing anytime soon. It might be something you're notified about that. It's just not important. And you're caught up like looking at that and then it sidetracks you. So I think really being able to stick with your priorities and not get distracted. That's a huge thing today. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, that movie up from a couple of years ago made it famous with the dog that, that every time you saw a squirrel would actually run away and chase the squirrel, right? Squirrel. And so, <laughs> so, so true of all of us. Um, if it's push notifications or whatever else that, that, that we are distracted from maybe the most important things in our life or just, or just we're distracted by crap to keep us busy and, and crap that, right. that's taking up our headspace and it's a total waste of time. So really is it a matter of reprioritizing or maybe just prioritizing the things that you focus on and think about exactly and not allowing yourself to get sidetracked sometimes you have to set boundaries i mean you might have that friend that's texting too much or people that really want you to attend something and as much as you would like to then you're putting off something that's more important to you so um really sticking with what you say you're going to do. But also, I think there's also habits habits of people tend to do the same things all of the time. Like you have that same burger joint or um, it's very easy to just go to the same places all the time because you haven't had time to just think of something different to do. And also, I, I think we can fall into like a boredom trap and that's why people do end up on social media or you watch too much TV, you know, all of a sudden you're like, why, why am I doing this? And I, and I like doing both of those things, but it's just about being more intentional. 
I think that's such an important word right there. And the only way we're going to be more intentional is if we actually sit down and think about the things that that are of value to us that we'd like to be doing more of that maybe we think are out of reach, but that, you know, if you really actually sit down and put a plan together, they probably aren't that much far out of reach. And it doesn't need to be something that I, I put off until, until a different part of my life. Are there different strategies or just simple things that people can do to, to start that process? Well, there's always simple goal setting, and I try to really break it down in a very, very simple way because I think getting started is always that biggest hurdle for people. So I also think like tapping into what makes you happy. When I just recently saw that movie Bohemian Rhapsody, I was like a casual Queen fan. And then I just forgot how much I love rock music because I grew up in that time period and it just kind of set off all these interests and um you know pushing yourself to remember things like you know i always like doing this or i used to like riding a bike or even if you have to tap back into who you were as a kid because that's when we don't really care as much about what other people think you just kind of like what you like i mean sometimes you have to hide it from people who might make fun of you but sure (laughs) you know (laughs) You can't really, um, if you like something, you like it. And like you said, once I saw that, I started going to concerts. I started listening to so many different artists. I went to see some cover bands. Like I saw um, a Led Zeppelin cover band. And, uh, you know, you just feel that enjoyment. You like reignite that person. And it just kind of sparks like a momentum of happiness. Yeah, well, I, I I appreciate that very much, and it is kind of going back a second. So easy to fall into. Um, I don't want to call them ruts necessarily, but so easy to just stick to the to 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 the grooves on your record. And this is what we do on a Friday night. This is what we do on Saturday. This is what I do on Mondays. And it's it's not necessarily a bad thing, but if you did or you were interested in in doing more, it's changing that pers- or that, that 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 perspective a little bit. And going back to this you know, idea of what, what did I really enjoy the, you know, most, and maybe it was just, just getting on a bike and and, and riding it, or it's going to more concerts and all those things are absolutely at your fingertips. But when you make one choice, that means you don't have the time or the attention or the resources for something else. So if you go to the same restaurant you've always gone to, it's going to stop you from going out to a different one, which is an obvious thing to say, but I guess one of the things I'm trying to say is that I'm fond of that. Uh, I'm fond of telling people that there's only 50 Saturdays a year, and I appreciate that there's 52, but 50 is a nice round number. And so the choices that you make, if you waste the whole morning or just waste the whole day taking a nap or whatever, you are sacrificing the opportunity to be doing a whole world of other things. Right. No, you're exactly right. And what's funny is I'm actually someone who likes routine, I like productivity, anything about learning how to maximize your time. And then that can become something that ends up making you have that routine that helps you become productive. But one thing you can do is incorporate variety or incorporate, hey, I'm gonna, I know it sounds um, ironic, but I'm gonna do something spontaneous. I might not know what it is, but on Friday, I'm just gonna, 
be spontaneous. So you can kind of like plan for spontaneity or set aside time for planning. So if you take a break at lunch or whatever little bit of free time you have, incorporate how you're going to do these little things, whether it's look for tickets or like you said, is there a new restaurant? Can I research, you know, um, new restaurants in my area, something like that. So you could still be routine in some ways, but incorporate the fun, incorporate the excitement, if that makes sense. Makes all sense in the world. And I am 100% a creature of habit and I'm also a parent, so I know that there's a ton of stuff I need to do in the morning in order to get out the door and keep everybody, you know, moving in the right direction. So routine is imperative, but to your point, there's no reason you can't incorporate into your routine spontaneity or or just something different. If it's scheduled, then it's going to get done, even though we might not know exactly what the it is. Exactly. And I think that that. I think that this is such an important conversation to be having um, when when we actually do find ourselves with a little bit of, of, of free time. I refer to it as found time. If somebody cancels a meeting or or they're, they're 15 minutes behind, how are you using that amount of time that's been given to you? And going back to your word intentionality, I think if we're not intentional about it, we're probably just going to burn it by scrolling through mindlessly social media or checking ESPN or something like that. But if you can be intentional and make decisions about, okay, here's how I'm going to actually spend this time. I think, uh, um, you could bring more exciting experiences to your everyday life that way. No, I, I absolutely agree. And I have like a big list on Trello. I even have things like if you get 10 minutes of free time, if you get 15 minutes. I have this big list because I really don't like wasting any time. Even like in a doctor's office, I will plan what I'm going to do if I have to wait. Yeah, for sure. It's a good idea. Yeah. So really walk us through some of the main ideas you really want to reinforce. Okay. Well, it's cliche, but life is short. I start the book talking about, you know, people who passed away in my family and people were like, you know, you don't want to depress people. And I'm like, no, but I want to, I want people to know my perspective because we're really not guaranteed to, you know, live until X age. You really don't know what's going to happen as much as it sounds very serious. You know, my book is really about having fun, but it's, it's like, I really want, um, to drive the point of you just really don't know how long you're going to be here. You don't know what could happen to you and start taking advantage of the time that you have. And, um, well, that's one of my main points. Um, but I do think you should be enjoying, you know, every phase. And, um, though many people wait, like we said, uh, I think it's imperative to sprinkle fun in throughout your life. Like I did a lot of traveling in my twenties and as much as I would love to revisit those places, I'm glad that I went at that age. And my husband and I joke because we're in, we're in our forties and we say, you know, you just don't realize at the time, the things that you can kind of get away with when you're younger or, or things that you just do. Like I was a big dancer 
I love going to clubs. I, I joke with my kids because um, they think I'm like the super reserved person and you know, you have to be <laughs> on good behavior as a parent. And, and I'm like, I loved to dance and clubs get such a bad, um, you know, people don't always think that's like uh, some great thing to say, but it's like my friends and I were dancers. We love going out. We had the best time. You know, we, we felt like we were safe. It's not like, you know, these crazy stories you hear or anything like that. But it's really like a part of the culture. If you go to Spain, I spent time in Spain. I studied abroad. And um, we even say how there's so many age groups that still go out all together. And that, that's like a big difference um, in how we are in America. But it's like there's certain times of your life where you're going to have opportunities to do things and that may never resurface and just having time like before you have kids or before you buy a house or things like that, you don't realize the freedom that you have. But at the same time, now that I'm older and I have kids, I really appreciate when I go to a ball game and I get to visit like um, a world famous restaurant in Boston that I've never been able to go to. Um, just with my husband because you know we used to drag our kids I have two girls and you know they would stick it out and we would leave like maybe um, you know after like the fifth or sixth inning because they wouldn't last so it's like you know it's not like you're never gonna have it like you were in your 20s there's a different type of appreciation like I feel like um, I appreciate my free time and I, and I don't really take things for granted. And in some ways, um, I probably appreciate things more, if that makes sense. No, it definitely makes sense. And I'm a huge proponent of, 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 of perspective and getting and keeping a sense of where you are. And that can mean that, that, that in your 20s you were into certain kinds of things and now you look back in your 40s and you say, you know what, that was awfully fun, although I don't know that I want to go out and do it tonight, you know, or, or, right. or, or, or even even anytime, maybe ever again. But it's still still a part of, 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 of who I am and the things I really used to enjoy doing. It's a matter of just being mindful and trying to be mindful and maximizing all the experiences you have on a daily basis. So I don't think that we can ever reinforce that enough. Right. And you know, you can dance at a wedding. Sure. Yeah. For sure. So, <laughs> Try to stop me, just, Karen. <laughs> you know, it's just funny because, um, you hit an age where it's like, should I even be trying to learn these new dance steps? You know, I don't want to seem like I'm trying to be, um, a kid, you know, there's some people who just keep up with all of that. And when they show up somewhere, they know all the new dance moves. And I'm like, um, this started to feel like it's not age appropriate, but everybody's <laughs> different. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. And everybody is different. And that's going back to why it's so imperative and important to, to really understand yourself and the things that you really right, want to right. do and value. And what's appropriate for me is going to be wildly inappropriate for somebody else and that's totally fine so exactly <laughs> I'd better exactly. that everybody know that unless you're just around people who are your age you know you don't feel like you're making a fool of yourself or you're not going to end up on your kids like um snapchat filter like look at this old lady <laughs> yes probably all things within reason for sure <laughs> right so talk us uh, tell us a little bit about um having written the book now it's 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 been done what what 
what do you really feel the best part of the book is? I really like the acronyms. I have a few in there. One is bucket and I go into detail about um, broadening your definition. So each letter stands for something and um, like understanding what you value. That's you. I don't have them in front of me and I don't have them memorized, but it really kind of lays the foundation similar to what we're talking about of, you know, what it is, why you're doing it, what it should be like for you, you know, the whole point of everything. And then I go into the steps, but I, I just like acronyms. You're supposed to be able to remember them. My mind is blank. I just got over <laughs> being sick, but um, I'll give you my fill one because this is personal finance podcast. Um, there's one that's called fill because you want to fill your list. Um, and if you're at a point where, you know, you see these people, they're always taking off. They might be a travel blogger or they might be independently wealthy and you're like, you know, I just can't afford to go on three trips to Europe or uh, backpack somewhere far away. But if you want to aim for that, you can fill your time with free things, you know, interesting things, local things, low cost things. So if you're saving up for that, it doesn't mean, okay, now I just have to sit home and be deprived because that's what I would have to do to just afford this one thing, you know? So I give you ideas of, um, what to do in the meantime while you're waiting for something down the road and, um, you know, what to do in the short term. So it's like you're having fun while you're waiting if you are someone who has to wait. But I also teach people, you know, the basics of just goal setting and putting money away because we have a lot of young people that saving is new to them. My daughter is a teenager. She's about to graduate um, high school and just being able to set aside money. She has a checking and savings. And she realizes like, hey, I want to go out with my friends, but I'm saving for this thing. So saving might be new to people, not even if you're young, it might be new to people in their 30s or 40s, but really committing to, I said, I want to put $100 away every month because I really want to go on that cruise. You know, you're building that muscle and you're, you're creating a new habit of saving to really fulfill your dream. I think that that's incredibly important and, and and extremely valuable. So I appreciate that very much. And I love I love acronyms. And I think it's one of those things that people are going to read the book, and then they're going to be in a situation like you just described, and they're thinking like, "Well, what else could I be doing right now?" And that acronym will jump right into their mind. So I think that'll be very helpful. Right. So I'm going to quiz you. It's Phil. <laughs> yes. Free. Free. Um. Shoot. The I. Interesting. <laughs> Free, interesting, local, um, and then I, I low, low cost. Low, that's right. Excellent. <laughs> now, that one's easier. Bucket's a little long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, perfect. Well, Karen, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? More importantly, where can they get a copy of the book? Okay, I'm at KarenCordway.com. My last name is C as in cat, O-R-D as in dog, A-W-A-Y.com. Um, I'm going to be launching. It'll be on Amazon coming in June. Um, I'll have a page. I can, I can um, give you a link to a page on my website. So if people want to sign up for like an early notification and um, 
like I said, it should be late June, but if, if you want a heads up uh, and I can send you an email, you can uh, sign up sign up there. And like I said, I'll, I'll post a link. I want to say it's karencordaway.com slash the everyday bucket list book. Uh, you can you can find the info there. Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Karen your appreciation and share today's episode as well as the Everyday Bucket List with somebody who also appreciates good ideas. Thanks again, Karen. Thank you so much. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Before I go, quick announcement. I've been asked by so many people over the past couple of years about how do I start a podcast that I've developed and released a course that will teach you exactly how to do that step-by-step from figuring out the kind of show that you want to have to understanding how all the technology works behind it and then how to get great guests and uh, keep the thing moving and how to grow it. So if you're interested in that, check it out. You can go to georgegrombacher.com forward slash podcast course and you'll find it there. You can just go to the website. I'll also list that in the notes of the show. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on!